Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. You solemnly swear. Support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith. And allegiance to the same. Welcome to episode three of American Vet Podcast. I am sitting here with Nick. He's in Florida now. He was, uh, you, you were in Massachusetts at one point or? Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. That's what it was. Yeah. The great state of New Hampshire. I stayed north of Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Smart man. Smart man. Um, Nick did, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong on anything, but Nick did, uh, five years in the Marine Corps from 2004 to 2009. You got out, and then you switched over and did three years in the Army from 2010 to 2013 with one year in Iraq from 2010 to 2011. Sound right? Yep. yep. All right. Um, so I guess we'll just start off. Why did you join the military in general? Why did you join the Marines and nothing else? Well, I mean, it was kind of something I was always on the on my radar. I kind of always planned on, on doing it. Um, Man grew up. My great grandfather came over from Greece in uh, World War II. Got his citizenship with the army, fighting in the army um, in North oh. Africa. So um, had an uncle, a couple uncles. Uh, my grandfather, Oliver Army, and my one uncle growing up was was Air Force in Vietnam. Always told me, you know, you want to be a lover, not a fighter. Join the Air Force. Yeah, I mean, the hell. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be the Air Force. I want, you know, and I was in high school and was in. Uh, like basically a equivalent of the scouts and uh, met a guy that was a Marine in Vietnam. He was always all about you know, the Marines are the best. You want to be, you want to be, if you're going to do it, you got to be the best. So, you know, when the time came and nine 11 happened and you know, I was ready to join then I was 15. So I just had wow. to ride it out till I, till I was 18. And uh, I did, well, did the delayed entry my entire senior year of high school when I was 17. And then as soon as I was 18, I, left for boot camp. I think it was like 10 days after I graduated high school. It was, wow. I mean, immediately it was like 10 days after or something like that. And, uh, I was on the plane from Boston down to Paris Island. Yeah. Your recruiter <laughs> saw you coming in. He said, yep, we're going to get you on the next fucking bus ride down. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Yep. That was, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, all the things that the recruiter told you, was most of that true, or did he bullshit the whole thing? <laughs> oh, he bullshit the whole thing, like true recruiter. <laughs> it's like a goddamn car salesman. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, you're going to do this, this, and this. And the one, the probably the most, the only accurate thing he said was, watch Full Metal Jacket, <laughs> and, and you'll get an idea. And I watched Full Metal Jacket, and I was like, this is a pretty cool movie. It's not, it can't really be like that. And then I got down there, it was 10 times worse. I was like, Holy oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and your, in your Marines and in your Army, I guess, and the Army, in your Army, and <laughs> the Army. Where did you go? <laughs> like, where was your uh, duty stations and whatnot? Uh, Marines. I was in Beaufort, so I was right. I was at the air station there, right across, <laughs> right across town from PI. <laughs> so I mean, that was fun because uh, got into bar fights with the DIs. 
Nice. <laughs> Did you win any? Or? And then when we've ever, you ever felt bad about your life, you went over to PI, watched the recruits getting hazed, and was like, okay, yeah, that's not so bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I'm good now. <laughs> and then uh, Army, I went to Fort Knox for uh, tank school, for armor school, and then uh, went to Hood. So Nice. Fucking giant fucking base. <laughs> insane. <laughs> place is so goddamn big. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, it was interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Didn't realize humidity would be as high in the middle of Texas as it was, that's for sure. It's uh, a lot more humid. It's definitely not El Paso. It's not West Texas. There's oh, wow. good humidity. I think we set records for the last the last summer I was there in 2012. It was like over 100 days, over 100 degrees. Wow. And you're out doing tank, tank gunnery and <laughs> full battle rattle with your IOTV and Kevlar and all that shit. It's fucking miserable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, man, I got five years of this bullshit. <laughs> Oh yeah, always, always. <laughs> this is nothing like the Just movies. A different color. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was your MOS uh, when you joined the Marine Corps, and then what was your MOS when you joined the Army? Uh, Marines was technically sixty six ninety four, which was shit. It was AISD, it was Aviation Information Computer IT shit. Okay, so you- um, I fucking hated it. I went to school in <laughs> Athens, Georgia. Whoever. Whoever's bright idea it was to put a fucking Navy and Marine small A school in the town of University of Georgia <laughs> is a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all we did as soon as class was over was fucking go to the bars and drink. I mean, it's, yeah. it's college town. <laughs> <laughs> we got in so much trouble. Yeah. I mean, you, shit, back then you didn't get, you got ID, but then they put you know, Sharpie Dex is on your hands and you stick your hands in your pockets, walk to the bathroom, wash that shit off real quick. Yeah. If you're of age, you didn't have anything. There was no wristbands or anything. You just didn't have X's on your hands. So <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you got real good at learning how to wash Sharpie off. If you put some lotion on the backs of your hands beforehand, it washed off a lot quicker. So it was, and then, uh, but I got tired of that. I hated my dad's an IT guy and I just, yep. IT is not, not my thing. Yeah. And uh, I got myself fapped out to 990, which is the, I think it's a 6499 MLS. Back then, they didn't even have their own MLS. Oh, nice. Um, now they got one. It's all mobile facilities. So it was all diesel generators, HVAC, um, that kind of shit. So I got myself fapped out to that. Did my last probably three and a half years in Buford doing that. Wow. And uh was going to reenlist to uh, go over to the infantry and because <laughs> <laughs> you, you got shot down, so you didn't have enough already. In Texas. Art. <laughs> yeah, well, it was shit. They, they, the thing that killed me was my I don't run fast, so I didn't have a first class PFT. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the tumor. The, well, one reason I'm pretty sure that was the main reason they got shot down. The second reason was I'm pretty sure the XO because I had. I was hedging my bets that I, cause I had to extend for a month just to put my reenlistment packet in. Wow. And so I was hedging my bets when talking to an army recruiter. He's like, well, you know, you could do army, but you'd have to uh, get released from the IRR. Yep. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll submit both of those packets at yeah. the same time. All right. The problem was the IRR packet got sent up before the re- reenlistment packet. So <laughs> when the XO saw the reenlistment packet, he goes, 
he wrote comments on there saying, no, he's trying to go to the army. Let him go to the army. We don't want him. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I saw his comments on there, I went, fuck, there goes my (laughs) reenlistment. Well, at least you go in the army. They pay better at least sometimes. Yeah. So, well, (laughs) I took him up on it. I went army. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) They got got me to do, uh, I was 19 kilos. I was uh, Abrams crewman. Okay. Nothing like riding around 70 tons of hate and discontent. Yeah. And probably hating the guy that's sitting next to you, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, best memory overall from 2004 all the way through 2013. What's your best memory? Best one, aside from kids being born, um, it's got to be just coming home from Iraq. Yeah. Knowing that it's done, it was a year, it was fucking hot it was miserable mm-hmm. and you're finally home it was fucking god it was like midnight one in the morning <laughs> when we finally landed back at fort hood and uh it was a good feeling being back back in the states you get out of that plane and it doesn't smell like iraq it doesn't smell like trash right you can start getting- burning gas because i mean all that shit over there it's got its own smell um yeah. just getting back in the states and breathing the clean air and it was nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like it. That was, that was a good feeling. Yeah. Unfortunately, I missed out on that opportunity, but um, I could just imagine. I, uh, I, I did two years in Japan and I came back to the States and I was like, yes, American women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a good feeling. It really mm-hmm. is. Well, thank you for uh, going out to Iraq and uh, doing your good diligence. Um, hardest thing you went through. All in all, for everything. All in all, um, would have been when my when my wife died. Um, hands down, absolutely. That's uh, what ended up getting me kicked out of the army, actually, because <laughs> we had three kids. Um, we actually got married. My first, me and my first wife got married when I was in the Marines um, in Beaufort, and uh, had three kids. And then she had her tonsils out. Wednesday or Thursday, um, Wednesday or Thursday night or day, she had her tonsils out and uh, couldn't sleep or whatever. So that Friday night, we went and sat on the couch and she was propped up on the end of the couch and I was sitting with her legs over my lap and we fell asleep watching TV. Probably, I don't know, midnight, something like that. Yeah. Woke up at seven in the morning and I mean, I knew immediately and, uh, yeah. The kids were kind of waking up, coming out of their rooms, and my mother-in-law happened to be in town. And I just looked at her. I was like, get them, get them the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> this wow. ain't good. Called 911, and that was, you know, it was a done there. Like, oh, can you do CPR? I'm like, dude, it ain't, ain't no point. Send the, send the bus because there's CPR ain't fixing this. And uh, it was it was like another six months before I finally got chaptered out. Um, army. And I even had a. My staff started coming and telling me, he said, well, you know, your options are we can chapter you for your uh, a lack of a family care plan because you're a sole parent with three kids yeah. and you can't deploy anymore, so you can't be a tanker. So you can either go find somebody to marry or you can go be supply. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, 
there's a severance package if you kick me out, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking kick boxes in a warehouse somewhere. It ain't gonna be in the army. <laughs> wow. Well, sorry, sorry for your for your loss. Um, once again, I I I can't even imagine what you went through and whatnot. And uh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to move on to this other question here. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's tough, man. I uh, wow. Um, seem like you're good spirit, so that's good. Uh, hardest thing, time time heals wounds. Yeah. What uh, what training sucked the most for you out of everything you've done? That's a that's a toss up. Um. Gunnery was probably the last gunnery we did was probably the worst just because I was the company armor. Okay. And I was supposed to go shoot gunnery. Okay. And instead I got to sit around and watch everybody else shoot gunnery and <laughs> wait for somebody to bring me their rusted 240 and say, Oh, here, I need a new 240. This one's fucked up. Hey, fuck man. I got to spend two weeks in the field sitting around with my dick in my hands, like just. <laughs> Cool. This is totally <laughs> what I wanted to do for the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have some fun, though. I'd, I'd just, everybody I brought anything back, I'd be like, yep, yeah, it's not clean. Go clean it again. <laughs> oh, we, I had so much fun with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're back in the company areas and everybody's, oh, they're off doing fuck fuck games. And I'm just sitting there in the arms room, got the door closed, got my laptop going with the DVD in there, watched yep. like three, four movies, go finally crack the door. Oh shit! Everybody left for the day. I'm literally the only one here. Guess Whoops. I'm going home now. <laughs> Where's that punch card? I'm out. <laughs> wow. All right. The dumbest thing that you did. Uh, there's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> Sober, drunk, Probably anything. The biggest one being like the four or five different times at least. I drove back on days drunk as a fucking skunk. <laughs> <laughs> the one time being the funniest though, because I was, man, I feel pretty fucking good. Yeah, I only had a couple shots and a couple beers, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Pull up to the gate like always, and the guy goes, "Can you pull over to the side, take your keys, and put them on the dashboard?" I was like, "Oh, fuck, I'm going on the plotter." <laughs> Actually, right now I, I cannot pull, <laughs> pull he over. Comes over and he's like, "So, do you, uh, how much you have to drink today?" This is like fucking five o'clock on a Sunday. I'm like, man, it's not even late. <laughs> I don't know, a couple beers, probably a couple shots. I'm gonna follow. Where do you live? So fucking Fox Barracks, three hundred five. I'm gonna follow you over there. Cool, man. He follows me to the barracks. Oh, you yeah. made it fine. Here, you want to blow on this breathalyzer for shits and giggles? Like that, and said, shits and giggles, right? We're, you know, <laughs> nothing. Totally shits and giggles. He goes, yeah. I said, okay. Blow on it, blew like a point one two. <laughs> Is that the high score? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he goes, Well, you made it back to the barracks, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, uh one time I was in in uh Okinawa and uh I was doing the heavy drinking for the day and I was bl- I, I call it browned out just because of the fact that like I can remember the beginning of the night. And then there's a black spot there. I can't remember. And then I came back again. And I went back out again. And then I came back. So it was like a browned out night. Been a few of those. Yeah. So at one point, I guess my my buddy, uh, he he was trying to get me back into the barracks. He's like, you had enough this that and the other thing. And uh, he's like, you're just acting like a goddamn fool out there. 
Because in Okinawa, believe it or not, like, I don't know how it is where you are down there in Florida, but you bring a video camera with you when you go out in Okinawa to hit all the bars. <laughs> and there's nothing but Marines there and everything else. We, you know, we kind of do some stupid shit when somebody's got a camera in front of us. So <laughs> it was a hell of a night like that. And I guess at one point I tried to, I took the fire extinguisher out the wall to try to beat my buddy up because I wanted to go back to the E club. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like dude you couldn't even put out a fire <laughs> never mind baby with this thing <laughs> i had a i had a night like that once i remember it was in beaufort we were leaving probably had to have been kathleen's like the one bar that we always hung out at because a couple guys a couple of the marines i knew actually bartended there as like a second job after work yeah and uh stupid stupid drunk so remember how? Remember getting there? Saw the little band playing. Don't remember leaving, but I remember being on the street outside the bar, and I was so <laughs> drunk that I remember hearing everything. And everything, all my memories are from hearing it, not oh, from yeah. seeing anything, <laughs> just from hearing it. And I remember hanging on a on a light pole, telling somebody to fuck off, and a buddy coming up to me, dude, dude. Shut the fuck up. That's a cop. Quit telling them to fuck off. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to haul your ass into jail. So, well, yep. <laughs> you know, he probably had a cop to him. <laughs> this is uh, this is actually a perfect time for me to bring this up because um, I know you did some time in the Marines and the Army. So I was I did motor transport. I was 3531. So I was motor transport operator when I was in Okinawa and I came back to the States. I was on 933 right? range coach. So when I was in Okinawa, I got put on what's known as a uh, protocol driver for the army. And I was going to Osaka, <laughs> Japan, mainland Japan. So I went, went to the army and I found the, the, the sergeant or, or whatever has, you know, and I walked up to her and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be a protocol driver for you. She's like, yeah, all right. You know, um, yeah, just if I, if I need you, I'll come find you. <laughs> and i'm like okay like you want to give me a cell phone or anything like what time do you know what time's pt what time do we meet up in the morning anything like that she's like no if i find you i'll need you let me tell you 34 days that bitch did not find me <laughs> i wasn't if i need you i'll find you deuces <laughs> yeah so i left i left a tent uh tent city and i i just went out in town and i just had a hell of a time for 34 days and then i just came back grabbed all my stuff then uh, my buddy that was with me, he's like, dude, where the hell have you been? He's like, I've been looking for you. I was like, yeah. Was that female sergeant looking for me? He's like, yeah, dude, like every day. I was like, she didn't find me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, what What's better in your eyes, the Marine Corps or the Army? Who is better? Marines. Oh, Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wouldn't trade the Army, but. I mean, shit, my fucking car's got a Marine Corps license plate. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to the end of the day, always Marine before Army. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that would have changed if you went in the Army first and then in the Marine Corps? Would have thought maybe the Army's better because now you had it nah, nice and easy for a couple Army's, years? <laughs> Army's a lot easier, um, way more laid back. And, and it was nice doing the combat arms in the Army just because yeah. that's definitely far more on point compared to the Marines. Um, but seeing like this, you know, the non-combat side of the army, it's, <laughs> they so don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like the Marines. It's, it's really, it's a totally different, totally different beast. Oh, yeah. And probably one of the best things I ever had said to me or about me was my, uh, 
platoon sergeant when I was in the army. I don't remember how people were fucking off. And we had the whole round robin. Everybody sit down, unfuck yourselves kind of deal. And uh, yeah. <laughs> platoon sergeant just look. I got him over there. He was a marine. I know if I tell him to go hit the beach, he's gonna go fucking do it. He's not gonna fucking ask me ten fucking questions about. Well, why do I got to do it? When do I got to? No, he's just going to go fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to be more like that. <laughs> like, well, do we? That's a good thing or that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking hit the beach. I don't care. <laughs> I'm fucking bored out of my mind anyways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, you know, hey, you want me to go over there? Hey, it gets me out of right here. So. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, hardest thing about getting out. Shit, they don't prepare you for fucking shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) I did it twice. And the fucking, the taps and seps classes are such a fucking joke. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, they try and, oh, you know, you got to go by your first name. And, you know, yeah, sure, that takes takes a minute to go by your first name again. Somebody, hey, Nick, and you're sitting there. Nick. Oh, shit, you're talking to me. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) But, fuck, nobody, it's... The old Semper I, fuck the yep. other guy. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, that really is the civilian world is everybody's out for themselves. Everybody's going to make yep. sure they're taking care of number one first and everybody else is, is secondary and beyond that. Yeah. And, you know, you go from everybody looks out for the other. You have a routine set. I mean, the military is great about that. They set you a routine. They tell you where you got to be, when you got to yeah. be. You don't have to fucking think about shit. No. They're going to lay out your day for you. Here's your day. This is what you're doing. This is when you're doing it. This is how you're doing it. This is what you're fucking wearing when you do it. Yep. And it starts and at seven. Out, all of a sudden, you got to figure out all that shit on your own. And nobody gets you ready for how to fucking rent a house or an apartment. Nobody gets you ready for... They really don't prepare you for writing a resume or going to no. a job interview. I was like, I got out and I was asking my girlfriend, I'm like, what the fuck do I wear to a job interview? <laughs> well, what are you interviewing for? Uh, like a, a fucking technician job? Well, you probably wear a button-down shirt and a nice pair of jeans. Yeah. I don't have to wear like a shirt and tie. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to have to go up buy a whole fucking wardrobe just to go fucking job interviews. Like, no, you ain't got to do all that. You got the clothes already. Oh, Perfect. well, that makes it a little easier. <laughs> you ever uh, take your pants, your camo pants, and cut them down into shorts when you got out? Like every yeah. other Marine? No, no I never do that. that. <laughs> I saved the greens for hunting. I saved the greens for hunting. The tans for, I don't know, because I still have them. Yeah. And uh, all the Army... ACUs I use for working on the cars <laughs> or painting. Well. They're gray. They don't blend into fucking anything but gravel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Now, what did- he blend into a couch for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you expect once you got out? Like, what did you expect was going to be? Did you think it was going to be nice and easy, get out, get a job real quick? Oh, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take I you? I thought to- I was going to get out. I thought I had a job lined up, and I was going to get out, get a place, and all this shit, and it was going to be fucking gold. Shit, I got out of the Marines in 09, and the economy was fucking tanked in 09. Oh, yeah. And uh, I ended up fucking living with my parents for, oh, shit, this was probably like eight months before I got into the Army. Yeah. Because it was just the fucking... 
time I found a job, like two, was it two, three months later, finally found a job. It wasn't paying shit. No. Um, and the economy had just tanked at that time, so I couldn't afford to get a place. So I lived with my parents, me and my wife, three kids. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess it was two kids at the time. But still, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in your 20s tough. and you're living with your parents again. It's like, fucking, this is miserable. Yeah, it's kind and uh, then I get out of the Army, and I did shit, it was about four and a half months before I found a job. Wow. Luckily, I had, between the severance and life insurance, I was able to get a place. But... uh Otherwise, I probably would have been back living with my parents for a couple months wow. before uh, before all that. Well, it's just it's kind of like what I went. They through. really, really don't say, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it didn't help my fact that you know when I got out of the army, I knew for six months, you know, I was getting out. Yeah, but they wouldn't start the paperwork until the uh, life insurance got claim got settled right. when my wife died and we had to wait on the autopsy for that so that took i think it was like four and a half months five months something like that before that came through so once they finally started paperwork they went we're starting paperwork you're getting out in two weeks <laughs> like damn fuck <laughs> i got two weeks to get all my shit in order get the house packed yep. and move everything from texas to new hampshire in two weeks yeah Fuck! <laughs> so you start selling off a lot of your shit. <laughs> this is not. Uh, this is not ideal. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of. I went through the same thing. Kind of. I got out in 09 too as a Marine Corps down in um, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, and I stayed down there. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stay here. You know, going through the SATS program, they're like, yeah, we're gonna pay you uh, TAS or whatever it is to get up yeah. back home. You know, and I was like, well, what if I just stay here? They're like, we're going to pay you to go back home. So whatever you do with <laughs> we're it. We're going to pay you to go back home. You go back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go home. Um, I was like, there's nothing up there at the time. I was like, there's nothing up there. So I stayed down in North Carolina. And, and uh, unfortunately, about a year after that, I was kind of, that was about it. You know, like I said, get out in 2009 economy was crap. So yep. I, uh, you know, I ended up getting around last $65 that I had and. Packed up all my stuff, got a bus ticket, came back home anyways, and been back in New England ever since. <laughs> so I'm like, man, you know, I sit back and I go, man, maybe I should have taken that guy's um, way of saying go home <laughs> when I did. But you know what? It, you know, it was like a $2,900 check. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I had like 32 days left to leave. And I was like, I'm out 32 days early and you're giving me, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. What helped money and run? <laughs> what helped you get back on track? Did you have to go out to any like out, you know, um, like Veteran First or anything like that programs, nonprofit programs or anything like that? Or no, not really. Kind of I've looked into you know, been the, up with a couple since I've gotten out, um, but nothing, uh, nothing initially. I guess. Uh, what's your favorite drink? <laughs> Uh, favorite whiskey. I don't drink it anymore. What was your favorite <laughs> drink? It. Best things IPA. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I ended up becoming a a vodka guy. I was out in Okinawa, and uh, vodka Red Bull was cheaper than a beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many many a night drinking any liquor, but these days it just doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't bode doesn't bode well. Yeah. 
So Iraq, uh, 2010 to 2011. Um, where were you at up there? Uh, we were up in uh, Kirkuk, which is like southwest. I think it's southwest of Missoula. Um, okay. Up in the northern half. It's a weird, weird kind of mix of a city. Um, Saddam had actually taken the city and because it's right basically in, into um, Kurdistan. So you have the northern half of the city's all Kurds, southern half of the city's all Arab. And Saddam's bright idea at the time was initially it was all Kurdish and he was going to move a bunch of Arabs up there and they were going to breed out the Kurds. Okay. They fucking hate each other. So they fucking Kurds took the northern half of the city, the Arabs took the southern half and they fucking hate each other, <laughs> fight each other. And we're up there and probably the best part was probably middle by the middle of the tour. The city council, that's half Kurdish, half Arab, at each other's threats constantly. <laughs> Kurds are to the point where we're going to fucking kill you all. And they go and get their tanks, and they're about to start rolling T-72s into Kirkuk, and they're going to just blow the fucking place to hell. <laughs> and we're sitting there. We can't take our Abrams off of the fucking fob. And we're sitting there in Humvees looking at the Kurds going, guys, please, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not we don't want to get in the middle. The Kurds are pretty cool. We, we like you guys. Yeah. Don't make us do this. <laughs> we had to sit there and block their T-72s with fucking Humvees. <laughs> Please, no, don't do it. <laughs> Luckily, we got we got off and they didn't, but it was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this is not what I thought I was going to be doing when I got up. <laughs> no. You mean to tell me I got three years of getting sand out of my ass when I get back for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fucking moon dust and everything else for this. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> they don't pay me enough. <laughs> oh. All so right. We so had that... a fucking interpreter that we used to uh, slip them. We get fucking cases of water that are like one liter water bottles. And you get a case of like 12, like 12 or 15 water bottles in a case. And we get the third, two cases of water, 20 bucks. He'd come back next time he was, he was on in like three or four days yep. with one case. <laughs> Only that one case wasn't water anymore. It was nice. some fucking bootleg gin or vodka. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. He said vodka. It didn't taste like any vodka I've ever tasted. <laughs> Definitely more along the lines of some Iraqi moonshine. Yeah. And, uh, Mix that with the uh, whatever the Gatorade powdered packets that come in the MREs, and we <laughs> <laughs> sitting there on checkpoints getting fucking drunk. <laughs> so now you're down in Florida. What, uh, what was the big decision move there from out of New England back down to Florida? Uh, it was a girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Around the same her, age, or is uh, she retired? Wedding before I actually met my first wife, and. Uh, we were always friends, and then when my wife died and we started talking again, it's like, you know what? Cost of living is way fucking cheaper down there, <laughs> and I really like her, and so I moved. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and got a place, found a job. After the fact, it was kind of a uh, kind of an impulse move. Yeah. <laughs> is it- didn't have a place, didn't have a job, just kind of came down here and found it all, and all right. It's worked out. We got married two years ago. So. Congratulations. You got to stop getting married. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Um, 
what would you say would be the better state as far as welcoming veterans and um, helping veterans on a day-to-day basis and stuff like that, Out- outreach programs, uh, anything like that? You know, I honestly, four is pretty good about it. Um, and probably in, in large part because of the number of retirees and everything else that they get down here. Um, I mean, you're definitely not New Hampshire has the fact where you're, you know, it's like anywhere else in Northeast there's the per capita numbers are a lot lower up there. (laughs) So you feel a lot more special. Yeah. Um, It means a little bit more on your resume. Oh, yeah. It definitely means a lot more to put it up there saying, you know, I go up, you know, occasional every couple of years when I go back to visit and somebody, you're in the, fuck, in the fucking bar and somebody whispers, oh, it was a, you, somebody overhears your story about your time in and, oh, you're a veteran. Next thing you know, you got a couple of drinks lined up for you. A couple of people coming over to pat you on the back and thank you for your service. And down here, you start talking about it and the six guys next to you are going, Oh yeah, I was in Nam. I was in Korea. I was in Desert Storm. Well, shit. <laughs> Everybody's a vet. We're all shit. Hey, how's the guy? How you guys doing? <laughs> Look I'll at buy the, you a drink. <laughs> Look at the bartender. We're all going to open up our own tabs here. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so that one guy walks in with a World War II hat, and then everybody's buying him drinks for the night. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess if, if you hear that, folks, uh, Florida is the place to be down there if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. It was really cold this morning because it was like 52 degrees when oh. I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> it was 12 for me. Right? Brutal. <laughs> I think it got up to 40 today. Yeah, like I can count on one hand the number of days it draws below freezing. <laughs> I'm actually going hunting tomorrow, and I'm I glad I got it. <laughs> going, going hunting again tomorrow, and I'm glad I got a heated seat so I can find my dick to take a piss after 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't miss that. <laughs> Like so fucking cold. I was up there last time I was up there like three years ago. Four years, yeah, like three years ago. I was up there for Christmas. Out in the fucking snowed for Christmas and kids haven't fucking seen snow. And here, come on out. We gotta play in the snow. Yeah. I'm gonna go fucking take a piss. Like as soon as you unzip your jeans, it's like, fuck, where'd my dick go? <laughs> trying to fucking dig it out so I can fucking piss. I know I had to piss before I fucking unzip my jeans. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Now did I pee in my jeans? Don't What's have going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you got to worry about the alligators down there. No, oh, they're not too bad. You just don't fuck with them. I like had a- always said in the Marines, don't fuck with the wildlife. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it was uh, more or less, don't fuck with the natives. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, the big thing with the gators in Florida is you just assume every body of water you see has a gator in it. You assume that you're probably okay because they're probably the fucking gator in it. <laughs> now I actually had a buddy that he went down there for a while and uh, he ended up moving up, moving down there, I, I should say. But he went down there for a while, visited, came back up, and I gotta tell you, gator jerky. If if you're feeling very friendly, <laughs> after we get off the show, I'll give you my address. Just send all of it up here. <laughs> Shit, man, I go to any any of the restaurants around here and. It's on their appetizers, gator bites. Yeah. Little pieces of gator deep fried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Some places they're considered a delicacy. Down here, it's just normal eating. Yeah. That's just going to IHOP on a Saturday morning. <laughs> 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 Funniest thing that's ever, that you saw or happened to you or whatnot in, uh, in Marine, Paris Island boot camp? The funniest had to have been, it was shit, it was third phase too. It was like right, bef- it was right before the crucible. 
Um, it was a sun. Yeah, it had been a Sunday because our senior, our the senior was taking us to to breakfast, and uh, they come out of the chow hall, and everybody's kind of forming up on the right, you know, getting formed back up. And this one kid, and I don't remember his name, short little white kid, comes out of the chow hall. He didn't, you know, no DIs were outside, and he starts some. Uh, it, was a, it was a Slim Shady song. He starts rapping it. And he's <laughs> he's got the dance going, the hands swinging, and, and everything. And the senior walks out right behind him. <laughs> he doesn't know. He thinks it's another recruit walking out of the child hall. He still he keeps going. We're all trying not to laugh because we know he's about to get <laughs> fucking leveled. Yeah. And he just keeps going, and the DIs just get closer and closer. <laughs> and he finally gets so close that the burn of his hat just touches the back of the kid's head, and he throws. <laughs> and he kind of real slowly turns around, and he sees him. Oh, fuck. We got, we were all laughing when he came out, so everybody got taken to the pit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck. And, of course, it's so early, the sun hadn't even come up. The L5 had apparently gone off. <laughs> and, no, we're out there getting fucking smoked in the pit. <laughs> the fucking series guns comes out, yells at the senior, hey, get your guys inside. There's L5, yada, yada, yada. Yep. He takes us inside, and then we got smoked in the fucking barracks for, I don't know, we must have fucking scuzzed the squad bay. I don't know how many times. <laughs> <laughs> Scuzz brushes were falling apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the funniest, uh, funniest thing that I remember in uh, boot camp for me was, um, you know, we had the fire watch guys, one guy at one side of the barracks and the other guy at the other end. And so our kill hat must have been out night of drinking or something. He comes back in and... Uh, and there's a recruit there. It's a fire watch. And this had to have been probably 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he looks at the recruit and he goes, hello, Newman. <laughs> and the recruit's like, uh, sir, this recruit's name is not Newman. He's like, hello, Newman. <laughs> and we're all in. So we're all in. You know, we're, we start to hear it because he didn't. He wasn't quiet coming up the stairs at all or nothing. And so everybody's in the in the racks, and we're all like, "Fuck!" Nobody can move because we don't know what the hell this guy's doing. He goes, he looks at the recruit, and he goes, "Would you like to call home, Newman?" <laughs> and the recruit's like, "Yes, sir. This recruit would love to call home." He goes, "Good." <laughs> and they walk over to the window, and he opens the window, and he goes, "Stick your fat head through that window and call home, Newman." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, the, kids, the recruit's like, sir, this recruit doesn't understand. He goes, stick your fucking head out the window and call home. <laughs> so he sticks his head out the window and he's like, hello. And he's like, no, call. <laughs> so, he's, so now he's got a recruit two o'clock in the morning with his head out the window just screaming, ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> and the kill hat looks at him afterwards. He goes, your mama don't care about you no more, Newman. <laughs> She's not answering the phone. <laughs> so we all were at this point. We're all laughing in the racks. And then he just <laughs> started at bed at the bar. Hey, how much you want to bet if you go to the squad day right now? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I can get them all fucked up. So we're all laughing now in our racks and everything. So we ended up, we ended up tossing the racks and everything at two o'clock in the morning. Our senior came in the next day. He's like, what the hell happened here? And he's, and he's fucking with us. And, uh, two days after that, our, our, uh, our kill hat was out there mowing the grass. So. <laughs> I don't think that was the only thing that happened that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But, oh man, good times, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're they're a lot better now. <laughs> it's nice to look back on at the time. <laughs> so you got any uh, got any questions for me or? No, man, I'm good. All right. Um, just before we we get off here or whatnot, I just want to talk to you about. Uh, you ever heard of a nonprofit organization called Mission Twenty Two? Yep. Oh yeah. Is it because listening to my podcast or you actually is it big down there? It's not that big up here. That's why I'm asking. No, not I just a lot of knowledge from your podcast. I haven't okay. heard of it before. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to give another shout out to them guys out there. All they're doing out there, they're you know, Mission Twenty Two is a nonprofit organization. They're about awareness for veteran suicide. And last year, 676 veterans committed suicide after getting home um, for various reasons. Um, 154 this year, DOD as of today still hasn't released anything after March, but 154 up until March. And I got to say to you, sir, you're an outstanding character. Everything that you went through, everything you did, and uh, you're still you're, you're laughing with me. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I don't know about the whole alcohol you're drinking there, but hey. <laughs> but I just hey, want to s- <laughs> five kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm just trying to get the awareness out there for uh, Mission 22. Uh, we got a lot of guys that are coming back. Um, you know, the families too. They're coming back and they're going through some hard times. And uh, you know, I had a great time talking to you tonight. And I think uh, I think you know you're one of the you're kind of like me. You're, you know, you're one of the veterans out there. It'd be good to talk to if anybody ever needs it. Um, you guys, yeah. you know, anybody. You know, if you need somebody to talk to, whatever, just I'm at American Vet Pod, American Vet Podcast at yahoo.com. Direct way to get get a hold of me. Other than that, I just want to uh, do another shout out to uh, Pilgrim Digress. I was on their show um, beginning of the week as a guest. Um, Aaron's an outstanding guy. Great, great Definitely. podcast. That was a lot of fun too. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. American uh, Pilgrim Digress. Um, Couple ways you can get a hold of me. Like I said, you can get a hold of me by um, American Vet Podcast at Yahoo. That's my direct line. And uh, Nick, thanks. And this is this is great. This is this was fun. We're gonna probably talk a little bit off air here, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you again, Nick, for coming on to the show. And uh, I don't know if I want to say I hope you have fun down in Florida because I'm gonna be (laughs) cold as hell tomorrow. But. Um, well, good luck to you, sir. Might <laughs> <laughs> I might have to come down there for that gator. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom.